You are listening to CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. Stay tuned now for The Jazz Show with Gavin Walker. Coming right up.
once again, we would like to welcome you to another edition of The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9 on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name still hasn't changed. It's Gavin Walker, and uh, we're here every Monday night with some of the very best in jazz music, and tonight is uh, no different, except the music is going to be different, of course, but uh, we have lots of things lined up, and uh, we'll get to them when we get to them. But our jazz feature tonight, which is starting out the show, is a gentleman who was one of the most elegant pianists ever to grace the planet. And I'm talking about Tommy Lee Flanagan. Tommy Flanagan was born in Detroit on this day, March the 16th in 1930. And this is a way of celebrating not only Tommy's artistry, but his birthday. Uh, Unfortunately, Tommy passed away November 16, 2001. He was 71 years old. But he contributed to the piano literature in a wonderful way. Tommy Flanagan um, came through, of course, like as most pianists in his generation. And I'm talking about Tommy was born in Detroit. So I look at Tommy and, Bar- and Barry Harris as being sort of the, Barry Harris is still with us, by the way, uh, are still uh, living examples of Detroit-bred pianists. And they both had a similar history because they both, uh, um, in the mid-50s, moved to New York City for greater opportunities and so on. Although Detroit was a booming town back back then when they were growing up, lots of clubs, and uh, lots of music, lots of it. But New York had recording studios, they had bigger clubs, and and New York, of course, was a a bigger city. And Tommy, Barry Harris, and so many other musicians um, moved to New York City in the mid-50s. There was a whole kind of a a group of uh, Detroit players that learned their craft in Detroit and moved to New York. I'm talking about Yusef Latif. I'm talking about Curtis Fuller, the trombonist, uh, Paul Chambers, the bassist, young man who became one of the great drummers in jazz, Louis Hayes. He was a teenager when he moved to New York. Um, other, other folks as well. But getting back to the piano, Tommy Flanagan and Barry Harris uh, had similar backgrounds, being from Detroit, as I mentioned, and Barry reflected almost a direct influence by Bud Powell. Tommy Flanagan reflected a little different. Yes, Tommy came through Bud Powell, as all pianists of that generation did. Bud was the all-pervasive influence, as Charlie Parker was on the alto saxophone. Bud Powell was there, but Tommy Flanagan had other influences, too, and I'm talking about two prominent ones. Teddy Wilson, the elegant swing-era pianist, who was a good friend of my dad's, by the way, and the other pianist was Nat King Cole. Nat Cole had a huge influence on a lot of piano players, and of course people remember Nat King Cole as the singer and uh, romantic ballads and the beautiful voice and that sort of thing. People forget 
that he was one of the, the major pianists in jazz music and influenced countless piano players, including Oscar Peterson and our jazz feature artist, Tommy Flanagan. So Tommy had that elegance and in his playing and, of course, a crispness and, and a simplicity in his playing. He didn't play complex lines like uh, Bud Powell, convoluted lines that, that, uh, that went. Tommy's lines were very clear, very lyrical. And, of course, as an accompanist, Tommy Flanagan was one of the very best. He worked with some major musicians. Uh, when he moved to New York, uh, it was very word got around about this wonderful young pianist. And, of course, he appeared on several classic albums. He recorded with Miles Davis, which, was, which is something we're going to hear a little later. Uh, he also played uh, in Miles' regular band um, when Miles let uh, certain musicians go. Uh, Tommy replaced uh, Red Garland and, and, and played with Miles uh, for, uh, during 56 and 1957. Um, he also he recorded with Kenny Burrell. He also recorded one of Sonny Rollins' major albums, and that's the album Saxophone Colossus. So Tommy was getting heard, and yet nobody thought of recording him in a piano trio context. Uh, his first album actually was kind of a jam session prestige date with John Coltrane and Idris Suleiman and horns and so on and so forth, and didn't really uh, demonstrate Tommy's prowess as a trio pianist. In 1957, something happened. Tommy was hired by trombonist J.J. Johnson, and he became part of J.J.'s working quintet. And the rhythm section in that quintet was Wilbur Little on bass, an extremely fine bassist, and the great Elvin Jones on drums, one of his first steady opportunities for work. And, of course, Tommy and Elvin went back because Elvin was a Detroit guy, too. So somehow there was that bond there. And J.J. Johnson and his horn player, who was a Belgian uh, saxophonist, flutist, by the name of Bobby Jaspar, um, they would uh, relinquish their position and give Tommy a chance to play two or three tunes for the audience on gigs. So each and every gig that J.J. Johnson had, there was always a feature every set for Tommy Flanagan and his trio. Still, no one thought about recording this. It wasn't until a European tour was set up with J.J.'s quintet and a very bright Swedish um, entrepreneur who owned a recording company named Metronome Records in Stockholm decided this is going to be Tommy Flanagan's day. I'm going to bring him into the studio, and he's going to do a trio album. And they were, they recorded all of this stuff August 15th, 1957, with the, the rhythm section that Tommy was working with, Wilbur Little on bass and Elvin Jones on drums. And they quickly pressed the, the uh, 45s, and, and, and put them up. They got a lot of radio play in Sweden, in Stockholm, because, of course, uh, the Swedes love jazz music. And 
um, Tommy was given the, of course, copies of the album. When he arrived home, he realized, you know, I should turn these over to Bob Weinstock of Prestige Records. I wonder if he would do something with them, maybe distribute these things um, locally. And so he, he gave Weinstock the albums. And, of course, the next day, Weinstock was raving on the phone saying, Tommy, yes, we're going we're gonna to make an album. We've got the, he said, I just negotiated with, with the Swedish guy. Uh, we're buying the masters, and we're going to put the album out on Prestige and issue it. And that's how it all came about. So this then was Tommy's first trio album. But it took the Swedes to get it going. The album uh, came out on Prestige, and it was entitled, appropriately enough, Tommy Flanagan Overseas. And it's a series of nine tunes on this album. None of them go on for very long, um, but they're all little piano gems. So, that day in Stockholm, August 15th, 1957, we begin with uh, one of Charlie Parker's very tricky tunes. It's a blues, but it's tricky, and it's called Relaxing at the Camarillo. And uh, it's a lovely rendition of that. Then we go to a, a beautiful song by uh, Duke Ellington's alter ego, Billy Strayhorn, and it's entitled, one of his most beautiful melodies, it's called Chelsea Bridge. Then a Tommy Flanagan composition called Eclipso. So you can imagine the feel on that one. Uh, the next tune is another Flanagan comp composition called Beats Up. <laughs> and then uh, tune number five uh, is dedicated to his uh, Swedish hosts, and it's called Skull Brothers. And uh, tune number six uh, is another tune by Flanagan, and it's dedicated to that city in Arkansas. It's called Little Rock. And uh, tune number seven is another uh, Flanagan original called Verdandi. That's a, a Swedish uh, lake, I believe. Um, then uh, tune number eight is an, uh, another Flanagan original called Delarna. And the final tune is very familiar blues ballad written by Anne Ronell, Willow Weep for Me. The interesting thing about this, this trio gets such a unique sound um, piano trios are, you know, literally a dime a dozen, but this one has a very individual sound because of the, the great uh, uh, feel of Elvin Jones. He, he restricts himself pretty well to brushes uh, throughout this whole set and Wilbur Little on bass. And Elvin and Wilbur had a particular um, rhythmic feel uh, in their approach. And the, this trio is, is, I think, an extremely unique sound. So our jazz feature tonight in honor of Tommy Flanagan's birthday. Today, March the 16th, here is Tommy Flanagan overseas, our jazz feature this evening. And we begin with Charlie Parker, his tune, Relaxing at the Camarillo.
And so concludes our jazz feature. The elegant and beautifully lyrical and tasteful piano of the one and only Tommy Flanagan, who today would have been 85 years old. He passed away uh, in 2001. He was 71. Tommy Flanagan's birthday is today, so wherever he is, and I'm sure he's playing with Miles Davis and Coltrane and all those people, wherever they are, I'm sure he's uh, in a very happy state of mind. And uh, I'm sure they also love to uh, work with uh, Tommy and do whatever they're doing out there. So, uh, happy birthday, Tommy Flanagan. We heard this album, which turned out to be his very first under his um, uh, as his very first trio album uh, under his own name, and it was recorded in Stockholm uh, by the uh, ever aware um, Metronome Record Company back in August fifteenth, nineteen fifty-seven, when. Um, Tommy was on tour with uh, trombonist J.J. Johnson and his quintet. And as I mentioned before, J.J. was a very benevolent leader. He realized Tommy's talents, too. And every set that they played, every concert, every nightclub gig, Tommy was always given two, three tunes per set to uh, play uh, just as um, a piano in a piano trio. With the rhythm section, Wilbur Little on bass and Elvin Jones on drums. And uh, the Swedes were smart enough to, to bring Tommy into the studio and record a whole series of tunes, nine of which we heard. Um, and Tommy was given the uh, masters of these tunes, and he brought it back to uh, Bob Weinstock of Prestige Records because he was under a contract with Prestige. And Weinstock uh, listened to them and phoned Tommy back and said, we're going to put this out as an album. This is great stuff. I just negotiated with the Swedes, and I, I bought the Masters. So we own them now, and I'm going to put them out on Prestige. And, of course, he did. And the album was called Tommy Flanagan Overseas. So we heard Tommy with, uh, as I mentioned, uh, Wilbur Little on bass and Elvin Jones on drums playing the whole set on brushes. And, of course, uh, Elvin was just a, a master of uh, juggling rhythms and polyrhythms and all that kind of stuff. And just uh, um, he adds to the uniqueness of this piano trio. We open with Charlie Parker's uh, twisty and difficult uh, blues in the key of C entitled Relaxin' at Camarillo. Then we move to Billy Strayhorn's beautiful uh, composition called Chelsea Bridge. And then a whole bunch of Tommy Flanagan originals, beginning with Eclipso. Then uh, that was followed by Beats Up. And uh, tune number five, of course, was dedicated to the Swedes, and it was called Skull Brothers. And um, tune number six was dedicated to uh, that uh, city in Arkansas called Little Rock. That was the title. And that was the longest track of the album. That was the blues. And then we uh, moved to a, a tune uh, dedicated to the Swedes and the society that brought J.J. Johnson over there, and it was called Verdandi. 
and then um, to a very beautiful area outside of Stockholm, very scenic area where they took Tommy and the and the band uh, to just look at the scenery. And that area was called Dalarna, and so Tommy wrote that composition and called it Dalarna, tune number eight. The final tune, of course, was a very famous blues ballad by Anne Ronell, and the tune Willow Weep for Me, and we heard a particularly assertive version of that tune. So that was our jazz feature celebrating the 85th birthday of the one and only Tommy Lee Flanagan, born in Detroit, Michigan, a classy individual, a great pianist. He worked with uh, so many people. Uh, He worked with Ella Fitzgerald for years, and I remember um, this was in the 70s, and it was a concert at the Queen Elizabeth Theater, and it was totally packed out. People were very excited uh, because it was going to be a bunch of uh, artists. It was a Norman Grant's production, and, and it was uh, a whole bunch of artists, including Ella Fitzgerald and Oscar Peterson. And a friend of, I ran into a friend of mine there and his wife, and uh, Oscar Peterson had tw- uh, um, just canceled uh, due to illness, and he wasn't going to make it. And um, th- this friend of mine phoned me up. Uh, it was the, uh, in the afternoon of the concert and said, uh, we're going to uh, uh, turn our tickets and we're not going. And I said, why? And he said, well, you, you know as well as I do, Oscar Peterson's canceled. So I said, yeah, but Ella Fitzgerald's going to be playing. And he said, well, I li- like Ella Fitzgerald, but I really wanted to hear Oscar Peterson. And I said, well, so, so a lot of people did. But you know who's going to be playing piano? And he said, no, who? He said, Tommy Flanagan. And then, of course, he, he asked me, he says, well, who's Tommy Flanagan? I said, look, you keep those tickets. You go to that concert. You'll find out who Tommy Flanagan is. And so <laughs> he thanked me for it because he did go to the concert. And Tommy, of course, accompanied Ella and also did a magnificent trio set, which uh, knocked everybody out. And I think Vancouver got a little taste of Tommy Flanagan at that particular concert. So there you go. Anyway, um, that was my good deed for, for the day, <laughs> uh, preventing my buddy uh, from uh, turning, in, turning in his tickets. Of course, we were all disappointed that Oscar Peterson didn't make it, but, you know, hey, we had Tommy Flanagan. So, hey, all right. That was our jazz feature this evening. We're going to hear a little more of Tommy in a session with Miles Davis uh, coming right up, but I, I would like to tell you uh, that you are listening to CITR FM 101.9 on your radio dial, and my name is Gavin Walker. We're also on the web, uh, of course, citr.ca, and this is The Jazz Show. So um, we'll be back in a few moments with uh, some Miles Davis. We'd like to um, have you listen to a couple of uh, things before we do that. So here we go. Whoever said money can't buy you friends obviously wasn't a member at CITR. When you become a member, you get the Friends of CITR card with incredible discounts in the downtown area at... The Baker and the Chef, Bang On T-Shirts, Beat Street Records, Dunleavy Snack Bar, 
The Fall Tattooing, Fortune Sound Club, Hits Boutique, Pacific Cinematheque, Perch, The Portside Pub, Savon Meats, and Vinyl Records. To find out more, visit us in room 233 of the sub on the UBC campus or go online to citr.ca. Hey, I'm Christine. I work in the music department. Hi, my name is Natalie, the new media coordinator. Hey, it's uh, Rohit Joseph, sponsorship coordinator. Hi, this is Yusin. I'm the outreach coordinator. This is Brenda, host of Peanut Butter and Jams on Thursdays. Nasher, the ad coordinator at CITR. My name is Robin Allen. I'm the program manager. Hi, I'm Eric Coates, the student music executive. This is Costa, the news director. Hey, it's John, the production coordinator. Hey, this is Josh. I'm the Digital Submissions Coordinator. I'm Nellie, host of The Cat's Pajams. This is Matt Gramlin from Stranded, the Australian-Canadian Music and Talk Show. My name is Hugo. I'm the Volunteer Manager. Hey, I'm Jane. I'm the Volunteer Coordinator. Hey, it's Sarah Cordon-Lee from the CITR Music Department. This is Eleanor Waring, President of CITR Student Executive. From all of us at CITR, we would like to acknowledge and thank everyone who donated to this year's fund drive. With the help of listeners like you, we raised over $38,000. For this incredible generosity, we would like to say thank you. Thanks, you. Thank you for donating to fund drive. Thank you very much for your support. Uh, we love you guys. Take it easy. Thank you so much for donating to FunDrive. Thank you. Your donation makes such a huge difference. Thank you so much for all your donations. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you all so much for your support. Thank you very much to everybody that donated for FunDrive. Thank you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for supporting this year's FunDrive. Thanks, guys, for volunteering and donating. Thank you so much for donating to CITR's FunDrive this year. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. got some weather for you. All right. <laughs> Tonight is partly cloudy uh, with some fog patches this evening. It wasn't a bad day today, actually. Very nice. And uh, But that's what's happening. It's going to go down to about uh, uh, two or three degrees this evening. And then uh, tomorrow is cloudy with a 30% chance of a shower late in the day. And tomorrow is going to be with a low of five and a high of 12 then Wednesday doesn't look too bad. It's a mix of sun and cloud with a low of 7 and a high of 12. Looks quite acceptable. Then uh, a bit of a downturn for Thursday. Cloudy with a 60% chance of a shower. Low of 6, high of 10. Uh, Friday, 60% chance of a shower too uh, with a low of 8 and a high of 12. Saturday, even more. 70% chance of a shower with a low of 3 and a high of 13. And Sunday, also, a 60% chance of a shower with a low of 4 and high of 14. So a bit of a um, 
rainy period from Thursday right through the weekend. So there you go. All right, we're back to music. And uh, once again, uh, Tommy Flanagan is involved on this particular recording session. This was an ad hoc recording session. I played this a couple of weeks ago. At least I played a couple of tracks um, a couple of weeks ago when we did the Fun Drive show. And uh, I featured uh, music from various eras by Miles Davis. This is... um, Miles had uh, actually took some time off uh, from um, his uh, uh, pursuit of, of a quintet, and uh, he came into the recording studio with uh, Sonny Rollins, who originally he wanted in his working group uh, on tenor saxophone, and of course Sonny was involved at this time playing with Max Roach and Clifford Brown. Sonny is in great form on this, and a rhythm section made up of Tommy Flanagan on piano, uh, Paul Chambers on bass, and Arthur Taylor on drums, and of course Miles on trumpet. There wasn't enough. This session kind of sat in the can uh, in Prestige Records. It wasn't released for many, many years after because there was only three tunes, and uh, the problem was that uh, at this session, uh, Miles' chops were a little, uh, a little tired, and uh, he didn't feel like playing anymore. And uh, there was uh, um, an idea that he would come back and complete the date, but it never actually happened. Uh, however, these three tracks were made, and they were eventually issued. And uh, it's all great stuff, and Miles is in good form. It's just that... Um, um, for some reason or another, his, his chops didn't uh, sustain uh, as they perhaps should have uh, on this date. Who knows why? But uh, Miles is in top form, and Sonny Rollins, and there's some beautiful piano by Tommy Flanagan. And, of course, having uh, when you if you could mention in your resume that you <laughs> recorded with Miles Davis and gigged with Miles Davis, that was a big feather in your cap. And Tommy had just arrived in New York at that time. And, of course, uh, that was something he could mention to uh, various prospective employers. Anyway, this was all recorded. Yes, it was recorded on Tommy's birthday, March the 16th, 1956. There you go. So... Tommy was celebrating his birthday, and uh, I'm sure everybody enjoyed a, a little taste or two. We're going to open um, the set with um, a tune. There's no, uh, it's called No Line because it was like a warm-up tune, um, and it kind of just ends. It, it, it doesn't, there's no beginning, really, and there's no ending. But fortunately, the, uh, the tape recorder was running. So, uh, and the playing is very, very good on it, but, um, there's no theme at the beginning or the end, but it's, it's cool. Then we're going to get into a, um, a slow blues that Miles called veered blues. It has other titles too. Um, and this is a good one. And, uh, Sonny Rollins is really the, um, the star on this one. And well, they, they're, they're also good, but, um. I love Sonny's playing on this, uh, um, on the second tune. And the third tune is Dave Brubeck's composition, 
that was dedicated to his wife. He wrote it for Iola. And it's a beautiful thematic piece of music that uh, the whole band sounds so good on this. Um, and it's a tune called In Your Own Sweet Way. So here then, Miles Davis on trumpet, Sonny Rollins, tenor saxophone, Tommy Flanagan on his birthday on piano, Paul Chambers on bass, and Arthur Taylor on drums. And we begin with No Line. Thank you. 
Beautiful recording session by Miles Davis and company, recorded uh, on Tommy Flanagan's 25th birthday. That's right, March the 16th, 1956, in, uh, at Rudy Van Gelder's studio. And this is a, an ad hoc group that Miles put together. Um, he had begun working with um, these these guys, um, and uh, uh, for a few gigs anyway, and uh, disbanded his uh, his working quintet for a variety of reasons for a while, and and then he <laughs> he got back together with them again, of course, and uh, history was made. But uh, these recordings, unfortunately, because of Miles' uh, uh, tiredness, um, 
it was uh, truncated, and uh, uh, apparently there were some arrangements for Miles to come back with the same people and uh, and do some more tunes, but it never actually happened. So these things sort of sat in the uh, vaults of Prestige Records, and uh, it took many years for them to come out. And they came out on an album called Collector's Items with some other stuff. And uh, obviously, Miles in, in good form, even though he didn't have the sustaining power that day. Uh, the first tune was uh, a kind of a, a themeless, up-tempo uh, blues that sort of uh, ended abruptly, and it was called No Line, and uh, it featured uh, everyone in, in good form. Then um, a complete piece was the next tune, a slower blues uh, called Veered Blues. Um, also known under different titles, uh, with Miles and Sonny and Tommy Flanagan playing beautifully on this one. And the final tune was Dave Brubeck's uh, wonderful composition called In Your Own Sweet Way. And uh, I think that's probably the best track of the whole album, the most complete performance uh, with Miles and Sonny Rollins mining some beautiful notes and Tommy Flanagan as well. So there you go. Miles Davis on trumpet, Sonny Rollins on tenor, Tommy Flanagan on piano, Paul Chambers on bass, and Arthur Taylor on drums. All right. You are listening to CITR FM 101.9 on your dial and uh, on your computer, www.citr.ca. This Saturday, which is March the 21st, a band from Toronto is going to be playing at Pat's Pub from 3 in the afternoon until 7. And the last time they were in town, they played at uh, Corey Weed's um, Jazz Cellar. And uh, <laughs> with a few beers and admission charge, uh, you were pretty well paying up to 50 bucks to go hear these guys. Now, the interesting thing is they'll be performing at Pat's Pub. There's no cover charge. And uh, you'll be able to hear them for free and, of course, uh, enjoy, have some money left over for uh, refreshments as well. This is a great band. Um, Several are good friends of mine. The band is called Turboprop, and we're going to hear basically what um, the sound of this band, with the exception of one musician who is uh, being replaced by an, a great musician from from Toronto, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what's going on. Uh, we're going to hear the leader on drums, Ernesto Servini, and Dan Loomis is the bassist, and uh, Adrian Ferrugia, great pianist, and my friend William Karn on trombone, and um, Adrian uh, uh, Ferrugia's wife, Tara Davidson, on alto and soprano saxophone. And on tenor saxophone on the album here is New Yorker Joel Fromm. And uh, Joel is a, a good friend of mine and is an extremely fine tenor saxophonist, one of the best. And he's going to be replaced because he's not doing these gigs, and he's being replaced by Kelly Jefferson. So Kelly Jefferson will be playing uh, with the band at Pat's Pub, and Kelly is one of the finest uh, saxophone players in the country and uh, a really uh, a really nice man as well so there you go uh, so that's what's going on and so this album um, is under Ernesto Servini's name and it's called Turboprop 
And we're going to hear three tunes from this album, and and you'll get an idea of what the band and how good the band is. And uh, as I said, they'll be playing at Pat's Pub this coming Saturday, March the 21st, from 3 to 7. No cover. So um, get down there early, get a good seat, because uh, I think it's going to be quite well attended. So the tunes we're going to hear, the first one is an Ernesto Cervini composition called um, Fear of Flying. The second tune is uh, another Cervini composition called Bindi Bop. And the final tune is written by Keith Jarrett, and it's called The Windup. So here is an example of uh, this great group of musicians from a city that we all love, Toronto, Ontario. And <laughs> we're going to hear some great music by Turboprop. So check them out right now.
That's the band that you're going to hear at Pat's Pub, and they're going to be playing uh, a lot of that material, so I hope you enjoyed that uh, music. Great band from uh, based in, in Toronto, and I erred by saying that Tara Davidson was the um, wife of uh, the piano player. Uh, she's not. <laughs> she's the wife of the trombone player, uh, William Carn. So we heard Tara Davidson playing soprano and alto saxophone, uh, William Carn on trombone, uh, Joel Fromm uh, on tenor saxophone. He was the uh, chief soloist in the band. And, of course, uh, Adrian Ferrugia on piano, Dan Loomis on bass, and the leader, Ernesto Servini on drums. And that band is called Turboprop. And they have a great CD out um, that um, is available. And uh, it was sponsored by the uh, Ontario Arts um, Council. And I'm sure they'll have this CD uh, on sale. Ernesto has done several. uh, But this is a good one. And uh, the only replacement for the Pat's Pub gig on the 21st, uh, Joel Fromm um, is busy and he's not making the tour. But he'll be replaced by someone just as good, and I'm talking about really good, 
Kelly Jefferson, who is an uh, amazing young saxophonist from Toronto. He's been out here many times. As I mentioned before, this band played at, uh, at Corey Weed's Cellar, and it wasn't cheap. Uh, you had to pay a, a pretty heavy cover and a, a couple of beers, and you were looking at 50 60 bucks. whereas you can go down to Pat's Pub on Saturday from 3 to 7, uh, down in the Patricia Hotel in the downtown east side, and uh, check this band out for no cover and uh, have enough money left over for some nice uh, food and refreshments, and it's not going to break the bank, and you're going to hear some great music. So there you go. The three tunes we heard, we heard uh, two tunes by Ernesto Cervini. Fear of Flying was the first tune. Bindi Bop was the second tune, kind of an ensemble piece. And the last piece was the very exciting Keith Jarrett composition called The Wind-Up. So there you go, three tracks from this wonderful album, Turboprop. All right, you are listening to The Jazz Show. My name's Gavin Walker, and we're here every Monday night with some of the very best in jazz music. And, of course, we're on CITR FM 101.9, or we're also on the computer, which is CITR.ca. So do uh, we're very... Happy that you're here with us. I'd just like to mention a couple of uh, websites that are very important. One of them is the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. And even though their office is closed right now, uh, undergoing renovations, uh, they'll be back um, in April. But uh, they are busy, and there's all kinds of concerts and things being lined up. Uh, For instance, um, we all know that Katie Lang was due to come to this year's jazz festival. And, of course, she's a, an artist who spans a lot of... Uh, uh, she appeals to uh, a lot of people with varied taste in music. Um, but Katie Lang, unfortunately, canceled. However, she has been replaced by one of the great, great blues guys, and that's Buddy Guy. And so he'll be coming to this year's jazz festival. And, of course... Uh, The Jazz Festival is sponsored by the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. So Buddy Guy will be, the legendary Buddy Guy will be doing his thing. Now, there's all kinds of other things. There's the uh, uh, Lady Gaga, Tony Bennett concert. That's two nights at the Queen Elizabeth Theater. Uh, And and so much more. And if you went on their website, uh, you'll find a complete listing of all the concerts uh, where to where to buy tickets and how to buy tickets and how much those tickets are going to be, so this is um, really good advice. You want to find out about the jazz festival? Get on to the Coastal Jazz and Blue Society website, which is coastaljazz.ca. So that's it. And another great website, of course, is VancouverJazz.com. Everything's on there. uh, All the smaller gigs in and around Vancouver are listed uh, on that site. There's all kinds of different links, uh, musicians' biographies. Our jazz features are there um, that we post every week and uh, all all that kind of stuff. And that's Brian Nation's site. He keeps it up to date and monitors it and makes sure that it's all... Uh, up and up, and that's vancouverjazz.com. That's vancouverjazz.com. All right, and one more thing is uh, my friend Ken Speller. Ken Speller is a musician, teacher, and uh, repairman. 
That's right. He repairs musical instruments, specifically woodwinds, saxophones, flutes, clarinets, um, bassoons, oboes, you name it. He knows what to do. He's got his workshop right in his home, which is located in North Vancouver, easy to get there, 13th and Lonsdale area. And uh, Ken can be reached at 778-800-1933. That's 778-800-1933. Or you can reach him by email, kspeller, K-S-P-E-L-L-E-R underscore 14 at yahoo.ca. kspeller underscore 14 at yahoo.ca. He's a good man to know. And, uh, you know, if you're a professional, an amateur, or just beginning, uh, a beginner, just, just picking up an instrument you know that you have to have that instrument in good shape. You may have picked up a a nice saxophone or clarinet or flute from a pawn shop. You really don't know what kind of shape it's in, and and you may have some difficulties playing it. And one of the things to do is take it to Ken. He'll look it over for you and make sure that it's working 100% so that you can sound as good as you can. Because you can't sound good on an instrument that's not perfect. It's got to be perfect. And he brings perfection to musical instruments. That's what he does. And he's really good at it. Ken Speller. All right. We'll be back with some music by Charles Mingus in just a few moments from now. You're listening to CITR 101.9 broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. Whoever said money can't buy you friends obviously wasn't a member at CITR. When you become a member, you get the Friends of CITR card with incredible discounts in the Main Street area at Antisocial Skateboard Shop, Devil May Wear, Lucky's Comics, Neptune Records, RX Comics, Red Cat Records, the Regional Assembly of Text, the Wallflower Modern Diner, and Woo Vintage Clothing. To find out more, visit us in room 233 of the sub on the UBC campus or go online to citr.ca. The music of Charles Mingus, of course, is, uh, uh, stretches out. <laughs> There's all kinds of things that Mr. Mingus did, but I think this is his last great band. And they recorded two wonderful albums for Atlantic Records called Changes 1 and Changes 2. Those are good, but they have edits. And, and the tunes, of course, uh, um, had to be truncated for the length of um, LPs and uh, that sort of thing. So I think this stuff that we're going to hear is the band at its best because it's uh, being performed in front of a live audience at a club in Postala, Bremen, in Germany, July 9th, 1975. Now, that was a very good year for for Mingus. This band had a particular... um, feel to it. It was, it was unified. 
Uh, everything was going beautifully, and Ming- the illness that uh, that killed Mingus, uh, which is ALS, had not taken hold in his body at this time. And uh, it was uh, the following year, 1976, that uh, Mingus was beginning to feel the first um, effects of ALS, which finally, of course, uh, uh, led to his uh, departure. But this particular band, and one of my very good friends is the trumpet player on here, Jack Walrath, and, and we chat all the time, and Jack has told me all kinds of stories about this band. Uh, they, this band did come to Vancouver, however, uh, there was a different piano player, and the piano player here is the great late Don Pullen, who added so much to the sound of this band. Um, and unfortunately, not long after this gig, um, Don Pullen and, and Mingus um, unfortunately had, a, had an argument. It was a major argument, and Pullen said, I quit, which was too bad. Uh, he was replaced by a very able pianist by the name of Danny Mixon, and when this band came to Vancouver uh, in 1975 to Oil Can Harry's, um, Danny Mixon was playing piano, and somehow there was something. It was it was still great, but something was lost um, because Don Pullen added so much to this to this band. And um, as I said, I I, uh, ch- I chat with Jack Walrath all the time, who lives in New York, and uh, he's one of the great unsung trumpet players in my estimation. And um, he told me a lot of stories about this band. Unfortunately, Jack is the um, only surviving member of this quintet. On tenor saxophone is a man who I really admired, and uh, I did have a chance to, uh, to hang with him a little bit in Vancouver. Uh, a great guy, and I love his playing. He comes from an R&B background, but um, adds all kinds of stuff to uh, his saxophone playing. Um, very interesting concept. And I'm talking about the late George Adams. He was only 50 when he passed away. It was kind of a shocking departure. Um, And uh, George is in great form on these two long tracks that we're going to hear. Don Pullen, of course, is on piano. Danny Richmond is on drums. And, of course, Mr. Mingus, Charles Mingus, on bass. And we're going to hear two tunes. One of them is a Mingus staple. Uh, that he played just about every gig, and that's his famous protest piece called The Fables of Fathers, and this is an updated version of that tune. And the second tune is one of my favorites. It's kind of a haunting piece of music, and it was written for uh, one of the mainstays of Duke Ellington's band, but the baritone saxophonist Harry Carney, and Mingus entitled it For Harry Carney. And that's the second tune we're going to hear. And these are both full-length versions of these tunes. Jack Walrath on trumpet, George Adams, tenor saxophone, Don Pullen on piano, Charles Mingus on bass, and Danny Richmond on drums. Recorded July 9th, 1975, in Germany. Here we go with Fables of Fabus. Thank you. 
two full-length compositions by this, what I call the last great band that Charles Mingus assembled, and this one included uh, the only um, person still alive, of course, is trumpeter Jack Walrath, George Adams on tenor saxophone, Don Pullen on piano, Danny Richmond on drums, and of course, Charles Mingus on bass. We heard one of his anthems was the first tune, a full-length version of The Fables of Phobos, one of Mingus's great uh, protest pieces. And the second tune was the mournful uh, minor key composition dedicated to the late Ellington baritone saxophonist Harry Carney, and that was called For Harry Carney. Charles Mingus recorded in... Um, Postala in Bremen, in Germany, July 9th, 1975. Prime Mingus. We're going to listen now to uh, pianist Billy Childs from uh, one of my favorite albums by Billy. This is uh, an album called Twilight is Upon Us. We're going to hear the title track. And it features... um, Billy on piano, acoustic piano, 
and a little touch of synthesizer, but not much. And on soprano saxophone, the great uh, Los Angeles uh, saxophonist Bob Shepard. And um, some acoustic guitar in there by Nick Kurgle. Jimmy Johnson on electric bass. And Mike Baker on drums. And this is a tremendous uh, piece of music. It takes you through a whole variety of moods here. And it's the title track from this album. And uh, I think it's kind of prophetic. It's called Twilight is Upon Us. The music of Billy Childs.
We heard the music of Billy Childs, pianist, composer, musician extraordinaire, from uh, his album Twilight is Upon Us. We heard the title track first with uh, Billy on piano and a touch of synthesizer with Bob Shepard on soprano saxophone, uh, a little bit of acoustic guitar in there by Nick Kurgo, uh, Jimmy Johnson on electric bass, and Mike Baker on drums. Twilight is Upon Us. We followed that with a trio track with uh, Tony Dumas on acoustic bass, Mike Baker on drums, and Billy, of course, on piano, called Like Father, Like Son. And the final tune, we added Bob Shepard on alto saxophone, uh, Billy Child's composition um, called Stay. Three tunes from this uh, wonderful album called Twilight is upon us. The music, the always haunting music of pianist Billy Childs. We're going to play you a couple of, um, to close the show this evening, a couple of rare tracks that um, led by drummer Art Blakey. And this includes uh, Donald Byrd on trumpet, John Coltrane on tenor saxophone, and Walter Bishop Jr. at the piano, Wendell Marshall on bass, and of course, uh, I mentioned Art Blakey, the leader on drums. Uh, first of all is a Donald Byrd composition called Tippin, and the second piece of music is called Pristine, written by John Coltrane. And these two tracks came out on a Bethlehem album, which featured a lot of big band tracks with uh, Art Blakey, and then they... they um, did these two tracks with just a quintet from this put-together big band. And uh, they, they sort of stand as, as very rare tracks. They were issued on Bethlehem Records and recorded in December of 1957. So we take you back and the Art Blakey Quintet with John Coltrane on tenor saxophone. We begin with Tippin by Donald Byrd.
two rare tracks from uh, a date that came out on Bethlehem Records. Uh, it was a big band date with um, Art Blakey leading a whole group of uh, all-star musicians, but then they pared it down to a quintet and recorded these two tunes. And, of course, it showed uh, John Coltrane at... Uh, one of his early peaks on these recordings. They were done in December of 1957. And it featured, of course, Art Blakey on drums with Wendell Marshall on bass, Walter Bishop Jr. at the piano, Donald Byrd on trumpet, and, of course, Mr. Coltrane on tenor saxophone. And the first tune was a minor key blues written by Donald Byrd called Tippin', and the second tune was a John Coltrane composition, a lyrical thing called Pristine. So these two tracks. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed it. And uh, our jazz feature next week opening our show is going to be the Jazz Studio Party. This is with tenor saxophonist Johnny Griffin and company, a whole bunch of great musicians. And uh, the host, uh, of course, was Riverside Records. And they opened the studio to uh, a group of uh, invited guests, provided refreshments and all this kind of stuff. And uh, also the MC is the irrepressible Babs Gonzalez. And he introduces the tunes and the guys in the band and all the kind of stuff. And he's full of jive, but he's so much fun to listen to. He's a great friend of uh, of uh, Johnny Griffin's, of course. And... Um, he provides uh, uh, quite a bit of uh, color to the whole uh, scenario, but the music is superb. And, of course, uh, musicians always like, they don't really like playing in, to a bunch of microphones in the studio. They like to play for people. That's what they do. And so uh, this is why this is uh, an exceptionally good recording, and it's called A Jazz Studio Party with Johnny Griffin and Company. And that's going to be our jazz feature next week. And it was uh, produced by the late, great Oren Keepnose. That was his idea. And Griffin, of course, and company responded to it. So there you go. That's, uh, that's on the agenda for next week. So we hope you can join us. One of the great tenor saxophonists in jazz music, Johnny Griffin. Thank you very much for being out there. We hope you enjoyed the music this evening. And on behalf of myself, Gavin Walker, and CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. We bid you a fond good night, and we'll see you in seven days' time. Take care. Bye for now.
Thank you.